Here we go. Hey there, folks. This is your host, Cameron Ivey of Privacy Please, and thank you so much for tuning in each and every week. If this is your first time, welcome to the show. Tell your friends about it if you like it. If you don't, let's just pretend you didn't listen to it. Thanks again for coming in, and we hope you enjoy the show. Alrighty then, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> welcome back to a fantastic episode of Privacy Please. Cameron Ivey here, hanging out with my guy, my buddy, Mr. Gabe Gums. My Gabe. main man, Cam Cam. How you doing, sir? I'm good, man. I'm good. Another week, another day alive, another day we wake up. We're breathing. We have a roof under our um, head, over our head. <laughs> yes. Are we counting blessings? We're counting blessings. Is yeah. That what? yeah. I'll count them. I'll count them with you. I'll count them. Those, those, are, all, those are all true indeed. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a beautiful Monday morning, so... Mm-hmm. No, it's not. It's not Monday morning. It's, it's not a morning anymore. Holy moly. That's mm-hmm. the kind of day it is, though. <laughs> the kind of day it is. Hopefully those in listener land are not having the same kind of day in your day. Maybe Hopefully mm. you listen to this like on a Friday, just winding your day down. Or maybe, mm, yeah. maybe it's Sunday morning and you're like, I'm going to sit on the patio and do nothing for the first hour of my day, but I'm going to catch up on some podcasts and we're on your list. Man, what an honor just to, just to be in your ear right now, Appreciate listener. It. Appreciate Thank it. you. Um, yeah, well, see some of them right now kind of wiping their ears going, <laughs> oh, I don't know if I signed up for that. I didn't yeah, think that's what, what I was, was getting into. That was a little too too much, but is it though? <laughs> is it? <laughs> Anyways, Gabe, you, you brought something across the old, you texted me something the other day, thought it was fascinating, interesting. Let's let's dive a little bit into it. So if, if those of you aren't aware, uh, Amazon has a, a new offering there. It's Amazon Clinic. It's an American virtual healthcare service that launched in November of last year. It's uh, available to anyone from 18 to 64 years old in the United States. Um, So customers can message, use messaging to consult a medical clinician about 20 common conditions such as acne, pink eye, migraine, and erectile dysfunction. When we talk about this, Gabe, Obviously, a lot of red lights go off, but you know, one particular article that you found, um, obviously, it comes around to some concerns, and um, there's a few things that that pop off into my mind. But let's talk about the the main concern, which is privacy, um, and and kind of get your take on it. Well, why did I bring this up? Why did I text it to you? I I'd heard about the service in the past, didn't really do much to look into it. Um, didn't really think a whole lot about it, quite frankly. It's, uh, there are a lot of, we've had on this show before some conversations about the intersections of, of new technology and privacy, specifically in the mental health arena. This mm-hmm. is in the more traditional bodily health arena. And so we just hadn't really covered this topic quite a bit. And so when, when I heard the topic, uh, it came up, came up, uh, just kind of, as I was, I was out over the weekend, like literally over the weekend, folks, because because privacy never sleeps, and 
<laughs> nor does my does my bugging cam. I'm like, Cam, did you see this? We gotta talk about this. The people must know. <laughs> but um but yeah, so here's the thing. Here's where the here's where the rubber meets the road on on this. So actually, A, I think they increase the number of things that they will treat for up to like 30 something. And that's just me kind of browsing around their application themselves. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of it's kind of interesting. You can you can now use Amazon to to get medical advice in this case, right? Like related directly to the treatment of these basic issues, air quotes, basic issues. Mm -hmm. I know nothing of what it required for Amazon to be able to offer these services, right? So for example, what type of licensing, et cetera, they need to have as an organization. I'm certain, I'm certain that, um, I'm certain that, that at least for the purpose of this conversation is relatively irrelevant though. So Here's what happens. You sign up for the service, and like any other service these days, you get greeted with a terms of service. Mm-hmm. You get greeted with that terms of service in the same way you do everything else on the web these days. Here's a big box with a bunch of legalese. Go ahead and click accept or don't click accept. Like like you said you needed help with that uh, motion sickness. You don't mm-hmm. want that help? Then, then, then don't accept. That's okay. You don't have to. You certainly don't have to. You have you you get to opt in. You want a little help with that uh, athlete's foot? That's another one of the ones that they uh, they look for. Maybe some eyelash growth. You, you want some help with a little male hair loss? No problem. You hit accept. You don't mm-hmm. hit accept. You hit deny. You don't get, get access. In the acceptance form is a HIPAA authorization form. A HIPAA authorization form. We have all signed these documents. Pretty much everyone listening to this this podcast has likely signed one of these uh, whenever you go to visit a new healthcare provider of any sorts, a doctor, a dentist, you name it, right? Like some form of healthcare provider, they, 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 there's this form. In wait, this wait, 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 wait. Can you name let's, – let's name more. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we can name more. We can name more. Where else do you sign No, I'm these, just kidding. Right, uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but basically what this document that you're signing allows Amazon to do is to redistribute that data, is mm. to give it to themselves for some purpose other than the original reason you gave it to them, which may have been to get help with acne. Now, you know, if you if you're all entangled in in the world of privacy all across the globe, then you might be thinking to yourself, well, you know, that's why GDPR has these these rules that say that you can only use the data in the way you agreed with the the the, the person that you got the data from upfront mm-hmm. about how you process it, et cetera, et cetera. Like, sure, right. This is a very U.S. centric topic and a very U.S. centric law and a U.S. release form. That's a HIPAA authorization form and that doesn't mm-hmm. apply in the same way it just doesn't that that kind of privacy doesn't apply and so the, the 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 privacy question on the table is are you okay are we okay with amazon having that authority to mm-hmm. reuse your data yeah like because it. well uh, if you look up amazon too they they state that they don't actually sell personal data i don't know how true that is um, on the website too, for the, the, uh, clinic, there's something that states your health data is secure. All of your information is protected by our practices and by law. What the hell does that even mean? That's so, that's so yeah. vague. I mean, anybody can say that. 
and what does, does and does <laughs> right anyone anyone can't it's like it's that? like when people that i swear like privacy nowadays is the new gluten or the new like or the new like organic we're organic we but really are. anybody could just slap organic on anything and just put a price tag a higher price tag on it <laughs> <laughs> i like that it seems it seems about right. Mm-hmm. How, so let's let's touch on that first. How good is Amazon about your um your privacy? Mm-hmm. Well, there was the EFF had had reported years ago on on Amazon not being so great at that. It, it's been some time since I've seen anything quite that scathing. Um, so you know I don't I don't want to pass judgment without some closer examination of that. But the vagueness of this language. And the availability of of and of Amazon's uh, lawyers, right? Like their ability to have written this document in such a way that didn't make it so goddamn vague and what mm-hmm. and sweeping, really tells you what I think it, you need to know about. Like, well, how how do they treat your privacy? Apparently, right. when it comes to your healthcare care data, little low fast and loose is the answer. Low fast and loose. Sometimes I like fast and loose. What's up? Sometimes but not in my privacy. Extra fast and loose, but this is not one of those times. Right. <laughs> Sometimes fast comes with it and loose is an upgrade, you know. Other times it's uh yeah. it's not. Oh jeez. So sorry, we're just looking at the the actual clinic website now and just kind of gazing it over. But in the in the article, Gabe, the one that you specifically shared with me, I think it was actually something that uh, was on NPR that they had discussed about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was uh, there's a journalist from the Washington Post who recently wrote about this in particular. Um, we should we should link that article. And the gentleman who wrote the article for the Post was being interviewed on uh, on the radio. And my guess, another thing that you can kind of throw in there is that I would imagine that Amazon probably bought someone out and then changed the name of this. And then now they have this this clinic online, but I'm sure it was a company before. I haven't looked into it further, but that also could probably bring up some concerns as well from the past history of that company. Right. It's a good Maybe. question. Yeah, I I understand. I understand. Yeah, the question. And I'd say, yeah, it, it totally does. Not knowing the original history of of clinic, whether or not it was something. Oh, there it is. There it is. Acquisition of one medical for three point nine billion dollars. There you go. That's the answer. That's it was an e commerce giant. One medical. Okay. First time I've heard of it, but all right. Interesting. So, I mean, I guess, I don't know if, if you can call me, you know, if I'm way out on left field here, but wouldn't that also come into play a little bit, maybe? I like, I like how you followed the money. I, I, I'm going to go with yes. The, the short answer is we can speculate all we want about how Amazon may handle our data, but it's a good place to start by looking at how existing customers of One Medical's data is. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, again, I too was unfamiliar with One Medical as a platform. I, I'd be very curious if I were a customer of One Medical prior to that acquisition, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know how, now I feel about that, but that goes with any service you're using today. You run the risk of any of those services being acquired by 
you know, these large organizations who, and the, and the challenge here becomes the following. They can start to put that data together with other things they know about you, right? Like one medical alone, someone may argue, but one medical knew all of these things about you. It's like, sure, but they also didn't know all of, say, maybe my shopping habits or, or you know, whatever else, whatever other services you get from, from Amazon. Or, hmm, look, you used to buy uh, size X and now he buys size Y and now size Z or whatever it is, right? And and <clears throat> I also see that, that that same person seems to have been going to one medical for this type of, of whatever. And so you can see whether or not their weight's fluctuating up or down. You can put a lot of data together about a lot of things. It's the mm-hmm. it's the it is the data concentration risk that is that is most problematic here. Yeah, for sure. Because you know, if you think about it, when you go and the biggest difference here with this whole online thing, and I, I don't know if is Amazon Clinic the only one that has you sign this this HIPAA form, or is that like all standard across? I'm certain one medical did it too, and it was standard. The, the challenge is that the way the the wording to the agreement is, the terms of service for clinic, it's broad. It's really broad on how mm. they get to apply, on how they get to apply the use of that data, which includes like giving it to themselves. Yeah. And then the biggest issue here is that the difference from being inpatient with a doctor is that you have that doctor patient. Um, what is it called? Doctor patient confidentiality. Uh, confidentiality. Yeah. And you don't you kind of sign that away with something like Amazon um, clinic. <laughs> In the way that serves that that terms is written, you certainly do. You certainly mm-hmm. do. One hundred percent do. That's accurate. It's accurate. Yep. And again, you you ask the question like, well, you know, does Amazon sell that data? That's the thing about being Amazon. You don't actually have to sell that data for it to be a problem to me. You already know so much else if I happen to be a customer that you don't have to sell it to anyone else for it to be a problem. You alone having that in conjunction with X, like with there being no firewall between those two data lakes, just making stuff up there because those words mean something. But, you know, without there being two, <laughs> two, without there being a wall between those two, those two data elements can be problematic. Yeah, that is super interesting. And I'm curious to see, I would imagine, I wonder if they've done a study on, or if they'll do a study on um, just people that, their their take on this, just people that aren't in the industry that don't know much about this, these privacy rights and and HIPAA, um, if they actually care on on signing that away or not. I, I would imagine most of Amazon's customers and I'm an Amazon prime customer myself, like most people in this world. So I would imagine most of them would be okay with it. I don't know. I'm not okay with it. Yeah. Cause I don't know. It just seems like I don't have to be okay with it. I'm not a one medical. Right. Company. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. And I'm not, I don't think anybody's going to be shocked about that on this show. So yeah, right. (laughs) It is fascinating though, because uh, we we were, we've talked about it, like you said before, but we haven't really gone too far deep down the, the, the health road. And maybe we need to bring somebody in that's on that side of the the house that, that could be really, really um, has the knowledge to talk to us a little bit deeper about it and how things are changing. I know that, I know that uh, Kay, she's she's done. Uh, I think she's worked in healthcare a lot in those terms. So she, I know she knows a lot. But uh, yeah. 
might be someone good to have back to discuss the topic for sure. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, other than that, I mean, I don't really have much else on this topic besides, uh, just curious to see where this goes because it's really fairly new, obviously only coming out just back in November. I think now, we'll see some more develop on this. I expect given that, uh, you know, this just got written up in the Washington post, Amazon, Amazon is inclined to respond. So we'll definitely keep an eye out for their response on this and, and kind of get their take on, on whether or not they, they see the challenges that, as privacy mm-hmm. professionals see with this, and if so, <clears throat> what they intend to do to address it. I think this is a big stay tuned, but know that if you happen to be a customer of One Medical and or Amazon Clinic, that the button that you clicked, the button that you clicked does allow for a broad reuse of your data, a very mm-hmm. broad reuse of your data. Yeah, and I think the other challenge too with these privacy um, agreements is that uh, people are probably a little bit more uh, hesitant to just click it. I think, I think more and more people are going to start reading it because of what's happened in the past from other big tech companies like Google. You are an optimistic man. I do not have the same faith in my fellow human that you do. That's fair. I guess that's just me. Well, Cause here's the thing. If, here's the thing. If you have a problem, right. And Amazon medical can help you with this problem easily. And there's really, it's the best way for you. You might, just like you say, you know what? I don't care. I, I've got to, yeah, yeah. I, I got to get some motion sickness pills, like whatever, right now. Like I don't know. Okay. Um, I can see need and or convenience and or pure laziness. Yeah, really, all of those. I mean, look, the number of people that know they shouldn't be using Facebook is pretty high, including a lot of the people that have been on this show. Do you do you know mm-hmm. how many of them all have a Facebook presence and will still say things like, "Yeah, but you know." I got my family on there. That's usually, yeah. Which is an even wilder statement, right? It's like, <laughs> I know it's bad there. I know it's dangerous there, but I can't leave because all the people that I care about are hanging out in this dangerous place. Well, I guess the thought is there, Gabe, is like, is it because it's already there? And what's the point of getting rid so of it? If now? my family wants to get, get with me, they can't, they can't get me on there and of which they are not too. And so for them, they don't have that excuse of, well, I stay here also because that person's there, right? Like it's the yeah. world. It's, it's, it's just one, it's just one big cascading list of, it's like, well, I can't go because you can't. It's, it's like a standoff. It's a complete standoff. <laughs> I, I can't leave because you're still here. Well, I can't leave because you're still here. So someone needs to just leave. Yeah. I think it's more about the addiction of it. That's why no one wants to leave. Just like Instagram. Everyone, everyone wants to tell you about how they can't leave because, you know, but that's not true. I think to, to the point though, is that's why I don't see folks choosing to not you like Amazon. There's a reason yeah. why one medical is as large as it was in the first place. And Amazon didn't purchase them out for a few billion dollars. Yeah. Uh, without some consideration to this. Well, yeah, I would imagine they also, uh, obviously they got all their you mean customers that stuff too. If there was no consideration to this though. Like someone, someone at Amazon in the, in the acquisition departments listening to this going, shit. Okay. Yep. <laughs> totally thought about that. Yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm just going to go, go with this. They said that there's no way we would have done it without that. So there's totally no way we didn't do this. So we did. <laughs> this thing happened. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's, uh, I mean, again, they, they probably got all their customers and those customers probably 
if not all of them were Amazon Prime customers, they're probably Amazon Prime customers now. There's a benefit to to that acquisition, and then um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't yeah, I mean, I would. I'm just. I, I think I'm just being the optimistic one here, trying to trying to think that people would be a little bit more cautious. But I, I totally understand, and and I agree because I'm I'm kind of the same way. Sometimes I'm just like. That healthy optimism is is good to have. I I I mean not. I do not mean to uh, to to shower on it. No, no, no. But look no. how many uses Facebook still has. It's true. <laughs> it's true. I'm look not. How many I mean, uses Facebook still has. What else do people need to happen? Everyone's all worried AI is going to take over. It's like, and and yet you still give them all your data. You. Yeah. Like you're that worried, and yet you're like, here's the data. Here's the data to train the AI. You're worried the AI is going to take over, and you're willing to give the, the, the those same folks the training data for the AI, like for free. Like, I have nothing to hide. Yeah, right. Yes. Nothing I to hide. I only have everything to hide that I'm not interested in 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 being put up on a <laughs> freaking analytics board in in in, in a data scientist's uh, workspace. <laughs> I have nothing to hide except from data scientists. <laughs> you hear that, data scientists? Call you're listening. Out. My bad. I didn't mean to call them out. Like, don't no, bring it on. Who wants to come on the show? Let's do it. Do it. Come on. Let's get on here. Let's do this. I should. You know, that. I should put a call out. To, I, I know. I know one gentleman who who uh, who might be interested in, in heeding that call. I'll see well, I mean, uh, I, I'm going to do a challenge for any of our listeners too. Do if you know somebody that that uh, wants to come on, I'd love to have. I'd love there to be some kind of healthy debate, though. <clears throat> I feel like we don't get enough of those on here, at least uh, for challenging some of these these things. And I think it'd be nice to to have an episode like that. And maybe that maybe we need to bring on two different opposing sides on something and kind of moderate that. That'd be interesting. I like where this is going. I like where this is going. Because <laughs> I fight. love a little hot sauce on a Monday. Yeah, 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 you know what I'm yeah, yeah. yeah. Hot sauce on Mondays are good. Yeah. Hot sauce on Mondays are good. My cat can if you can hear my cat, he's totally into it. He's he, he loves the hot sauce. He's here for it. He's here for yeah. it. He's high stepping right. in the background, too, I'm certain. <laughs> <laughs> Not at 18 with diabetes. I don't think so. <laughs> no more high stepping. He's got diabetes, but he can still hop. He can All still right. hop. Very good. Very good. Anyways, well, you, you send Kitty some love. <laughs> okay. <We're out. laughs> um, thank you guys for tuning in. If uh, if this is interesting to you, uh, let us know. Send me some emails. If you got guest ideas, please send them to me. Cameron.iv at protonmail.com. And if you want to stick around for the broadcast, please do. We will see you guys next week. Gabe, thank you, sir. Right on. Thank you. Welcome back, child. Oh, yeah. All righty then, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Privacy, Please. I am your host, Cameron Ivey, and this is the blogcast edition of the episode. Welcome. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you're enjoying everything. And uh, yeah, let's go ahead and dive into this blogcast. To become an Amazon clinic patient, first you must sign away a little bit of privacy. Do you agree with that? The HIPAA authorization for Amazon's new low-cost clinic offers the tech giant more control over your health data. Mmm. Let's find out. More. Let's find out more. Okay. Okay. 
Amazon has a new low price health service called Amazon Clinic. For as little as $30, you can message online with a clinician from an Amazon partner who will write you a prescription for anything from COVID-19 to herpes. That is a very broad range of things. Anyways, but there is a hidden cost to Amazon's clinic, your privacy. It says, this is how big tech companies get away with invading your intimate business and the laws that are supposed to protect us just aren't keeping up. A Washington Post reader asked me to investigate a legal form Amazon asks new clinic patients to agree to. So I signed up, he says. This authorization isn't a standard doctor's office notice dealing how they follow the health privacy law known as HIPAA or the Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act. That's what makes sure your doctor protects your health information and shares it only in very specific circumstances. This Amazon form is asking for something more extraordinary, use and disclosure of protected health information. It authorizes Amazon's have your complete patient file and notes that the information may be redisclosed, after which it will no longer be protected by HIPAA. Whoa. So wait a minute, you agreed to what? Amazon is essentially pushing people to waive some of their federal privacy protections, says the lawyers at the Electronic Privacy Information Center, whom I asked to inspect the, the jargon. Amazon is required by law to say doing is doing so is voluntary, but in practice, you must agree to become a patient at its clinic. There's only one button to click. That button is continue. Amazon says our data is protected, but by its privacy practices, it says it needs the HIPAA authorization to help coordinate future healthcare services from Amazon. And I quote, um, because it's a clinic, it merely because its clinic is merely software used by external healthcare providers. That shouldn't matter. We, the users and patients, want our intimate information to be locked down by law with no loopholes for tech companies. The problem is as much tech's overreach as it is American privacy rules that, unlike in Europe, don't apply to many health situations and regulate specific players in the system rather than the information itself. He quotes, people often think HIPAA follows the data, but HIPAA actually starts with the covered entity and how it follows that data is limited, says Melanie Fontes Rayner, the director of the Office for Civil Rights in the Department of Health and Human Services, which is primarily responsible for policing HIPAA. She declined to comment specifically on Amazon Clinic. Amazon founder Jeff Bezos owns the Washington Post, but I review all technology with the same critical eye. Amazon is pushing deeper into healthcare before it has earned our trust as a steward of very sensitive data, and those shenanigans do not help. Last year, Amazon also bought primary care provider One Medical, I wonder, when it will start asking one medical patients like me to authorize new uses of our health data. 
Amazon has a history of using complicated maze-like design features to keep users from exercising privacy-protected options, says Sarah uh, Geohagen, a lawyer at Epic. That seems like what's going on here, she says. This is Amazon's pinky promise. There's plenty at stake. Amazon Clinic asks you to enter your really personal information, including details and photographs of conditions such as hair loss, cold sores, and pink eye. Chatting through Amazon's website with one of its critical, excuse me, chatting through Amazon's website with one of its clinical partners, you can even request emergency emergency contraception. What could go wrong? You ask, well, there are a lot of icky ways Amazon could use your health information to upsell you on other services, to target marketing for its giant advertising business, or to build out artificial intelligence or patient risk models. When I asked Amazon to be clear about what it is and isn't, doing with patient data, spokeswoman Christina Smith emailed, We don't use customer data for purposes that customers haven't consented to. But Amazon's HIP authorization is notably vague about what we're consenting to. It says it will use the data to facilitate services from other providers. That could mean disclosing our information to other medical providers, or it could also mean disclosing it to any business that wants to provide services to us. I mean, let's be real. It's Amazon. They sell everything. So you would have to imagine that there's an agenda there, like most. When I asked Amazon to be specific, Smith said, we are not in the business of selling data to anyone. Amazon's clinic, Amazon clinics, HIPAA authorization does not seek consent for the use of disclosure of personal health and health information for HIPAA marketing purposes. And we do not use the data that way. Amazon doesn't make the commitment on the privacy page for its clinic, if you want to look at that on their website. So to be clear, I don't have the evidence, he says, of Amazon doing something naughty with this data. After I signed up for the clinic, consented to its authorization, and paid $30 for help with seasonal allergies, I didn't suddenly get swamped with ads tied to my diagnosis. But we also shouldn't have to wait for abuse to stop it from happening or let companies make their own rules for how to protect our most sensitive information, which is a great point. Of course, Amazon can do what they want with the data if a patient clicks OK, regardless of what the company claims, says Andrea Downing, the co-founder of Patients Digital Rights Group, the Light Collective. And she says whether seeking care for a sexually transmitted disease or cold or urinary tract infection, patients want relief and affordable care not to be tricked into signing away privacy rights, says the Amazon spokeswoman. Speculating about possible nefarious uses might make for interesting media columns, but these kinds of unfounded theories completely disregard the importance Amazon places on protecting its relationship with customers and partners that has guided us since day one, she says. We're just supposed to trust Amazon, I guess. But this is the same company that, after making privacy assurances, was found to have workers listening to Alexa recordings from people's homes and handed to police ring camera video clips without owner's consent. 
We don't need another pinky promise from a tech company that they're going to safeguard our data, says Epic's uh, Joe Hagan. We need meaningful limitations on what data they can collect and use. HIPAA doesn't protect as much as you might think. So how is this legal, you ask? Well, first, Amazon claims a different status under HIPAA than your neighborhood doctor's office. It says its clinic is a provider of storefront software to outside healthcare providers such as a health tap, not a healthcare provider itself. So the clinic isn't a clinic. Does that make sense? Hmm, I don't know. I guess so. That means Amazon is only a business associate of healthcare providers, which limits its use of patient data. It's something like video conference software Zoom, which is also a business associate doctor use for telemedicine. But Amazon wants to be able to do more. The example it gave me, he said, if one of its healthcare providers leaves the clinic, it wants to quickly rematch the customer with a different Amazon provider and port over the patient's medical data. HIPAA does specifically allow companies to ask for disclosure that isn't normally permitted. For example, HIPAA requires an authorization to disclose health data for most forms of marketing. Last year, I wrote about a company called uh, Freesia that makes doctor office check-in software. It uses an authorization to be able to show patients targeted ads for treatments right before they see the doctor. So signing an authorization isn't a waiver of your rights, but you're consenting to your data being disclosed for additional purposes, at which point it leaves the protections of HIPAA, said HHS Fontes Rayner. But HIPAA also says that you can't condition treatment or whether you sign an authorization. On Amazon's form, it says if you refuse to sign, you can still get service for one of its healthcare partners by reaching out directly. Then it offers a link with their website and phone numbers. So he says he did that for his allergy treatment, which got for which he got for thirty dollars from Amazon. I would have had to pay HealthTap at least one hundred and one, including the cost of a quarterly subscription. HealthTap offers direct patients much more personal service than Amazon Clinic, including a 15-minute video consultation with a doctor. But that's hardly an equivalent cost for those who don't want to consent. Could that be a HIPAA violation? It's debatable, says Co- uh, Geo Hagen of Epic, but it would, also have to pro- uh, it would also have to pass muster with the Federal uh, Trade Commission, which would look at whether it is unfair or deceptive. It has brought cases along those lines in the past. To make a truly informed choice in this current consent form, you'd need a law degree, a lot of extra time, and an attention span to read the fine print of loopholes in HIPAA, says Downing. Shout out to Scott G. Scott G? It's gotta be tough. I'm just as frustrated with our lawmakers as I am with Amazon. HIPAA was written in 1996, primarily to make medical records portable at a time when many were stored in folders or shelves. No wonder the law can't keep up with the digital business harvesting health information. HIPAA also doesn't cover the growing trove of body information collected by Apple Watches and even Google searches. Some good news, though. Last week, 
Washington became one of the first states to adopt health data protections that put limits on tech companies' ability to collect and sell our health information. Celebration there. One state at a time. If you're an Amazon Clinic patient and now slightly horrified by what you agreed to, there is some more good news. Amazon is at least required by law to let you revoke your authorization. Of course, they'll make it a lot more work than agreeing in the first place. You have to download this form and then physically send or fax it to Amazon's general counsel. He says, he says mine is in the mail still. Unreal. Well, thank you for that article. That was pretty insightful. Um, appreciate you, Jeff. Anyways, I, you know, it's fascinating the way that things are going. I mean, the more we think about and talk about health and AI and just everything over the web, it becomes more and more privacy centric because, you know, there's always an agenda, no matter what the company is usually. Uh, but anyways, hope you guys enjoyed the article, the episode. If, uh, if you have any comments, questions, anything, please reach out. Always appreciate the feedback and always appreciate you supporting us. We'll see you guys next week. Cameron Ivy, over and out. Hey, you guys made it all the way to the end. Thanks for listening. Again, if this is your first time, we really appreciate the support and everyone that's always been around since the beginning. We love you guys. Keep supporting privacy, please. And we'll always have new content each and every week. Cameron Ivy, over and out.